Well, hello, folks. You got a pose in the Matrix here. Dave, and this guy over here is Brian. Hi, folks. It's been a while. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it really is. You and your surfboards. That's cool. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, folks, tonight we're going to be talking about a variety of different things uh, that are going on in the world. The name of the show tonight is The Beginning of Sorrows, and you'll see where we're going with that in a little while. Um, so, uh, I came across an interesting thing. Actually, it was uh, I got belonged these two groups on Telegram. One's called um, uh, the Final Deception or something like that. Anyway, they post all these neat videos, and this one video I just that, that was sent to me, Brian, was um, actually these two people. One guy was at Oxford, and the other guy I don't know where he was, and you've seen this. Um, but he's talking about the agenda for the vaccine, and it was kind of a surprising agenda, although not so. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Yeah. They're over to okay. the side. And I'm going to go over here, and then i got to back up to the video. Three. Okay, here it is. Gosh, so, folks, we're going to – this guy on the right, he's over at uh, – can you see it, Brian, okay? Oh, yeah, perfectly, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy on the right is over at Oxford, and this guy is either interviewing him or is, is in a group with him. I can't figure out which one. But uh, listen to what they have to say, folks, because it's uh, – it's disturbing. It really is. Uh, you'll find out that COVID-19 is not just the, um, uh, a genocidal thing, uh, but it's also, well, you'll see. I don't want to ruin a surprise. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, so as you may have spotted, there's a wide range of views on this subject. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful we're going to start to get a readout uh, early in the autumn as to whether this thing works or not. A lot of this depends on the intensity of infection. So in order to get a readout, you have to have a certain number of incident cases in the control vaccine population. And that then tells you that you can look at the real vaccinated population and see whether they've been protected. So I'm, I'm hoping that's going to happen pretty smartly this autumn. But then don't forget, there are these vaccines are unlikely to completely sterilize a population. They're very likely to have an effect which works in a percentage, say 60 or 70 percent. We'll have to look quite carefully, and the regulators will have to look quite carefully to make sure that it's done what we need it to do before it gets approved. So there will be a delay between the outcome of the trial and a decision whether it can be approved as a vaccine. Uh, and of course, anything that happens. Professor John Bell. That, yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we uh we were live and we didn't even know it. <laughs> Thank God wow. for, for video and audio. <laughs> yeah. So all kidding aside, Brian, there it looks like they're not just to kill people, but to sterilize people. So the people that yeah. remain won't be able to, to reproduce and that's terrible. It really is. Hence the blood clots. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the right. women that are miscarrying. Yeah. And uh, spontaneous abortions and heart attacks. Uh, and the guys that are becoming sterile because of this thing. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's a devious plan. It's brilliant in its deviancy. But um, it's, it's just hey, a shame. It really. Good. Just a little footnote. It just popped in my head. And most of our audience probably already knows this, but for the men out there that are watching or listening to this, 
do not take soy. Check your labels on everything you buy, especially the protein bars and the protein shakes for bodybuilding that they sell everywhere. If it's got soy in it, do not use it. Soy is bad for guys. And what it does, it lowers our testosterone and raises our estrogen. So it basically, without finding a better term, it demasculates men. Because when your testosterone comes down, you lose body mass, you you lose bone density. You can't, uh, actually, if you have low testosterone, you're foggy, you can't think, you can't remember, you can't sleep. There's myriads of things. And so soy, uh, most of you probably know this because I think we have a really educated audience. Soy is bad. It's not even, it's actually not even a food. It should even be put in food at all. Right. And I used to do a lot of research on this years ago, and I haven't mm-hmm. used—I don't use soy products at all, probably for twenty years. Yeah. So, like the like the protein bars you buy, it says thirty grams of protein. Uh, make sure it doesn't have soy in there, especially as the first or second or third ingredient. Right. Uh, you need to get whey protein, uh, and not plant based. I know plant based is a big thing, but for men. And if you're, especially if you're working out or you want to gain muscle mass or just feel better, whey is the best protein overall for men. Right. Just good old whey protein, which comes from animals. So, but soy, because you're talking about uh, sterilization here. Well, um, since soy has been introduced into our country, which decades ago, um, about the time Viagra came out. So, I'm just saying, nothing's an accident. There's no coincidence in, in what's going on in our country when things happen. So anyway, that's it. Just stay yeah, off. No, no. Just stay off. really good advice. Very yeah. good advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and also it causes you to get uh, male memories. Yeah, and, uh, it does, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, I know that there's, they put it in a lot of food, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go to Chinese restaurants and Japan, well, not Japanese, well, Japanese too, I guess. And um, in Thai restaurants, they use it a lot there too. Yeah. And MSG, they put MSG to make the food taste better. Yeah. Which is really bad for you. So, you know, they came out with a study a few years ago that said, if you drink MSG and, um, and eat monosodium, oh, that is MSG, um, and eat uh, and, and drink diet sodas, that a lot of a lot of these guys that were on the like basketball courts and doing that, yeah, they were being they were becoming lightheaded. Some of them came down with heart problems and stuff like that. So right, uh, that's a bad combination: aspartame and uh, oh, and so MSG. Bad. Yeah, it's bad to begin with, but man, you yeah. mix it with MSG. Oh my goodness! Right, and I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, my mother cooked with that stuff. Uh, yeah, they used I, to call it accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was MSG. Yeah, I mean, she was a good cook. She didn't need to hide her food, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. enhance the taste. But uh, I guess she thought she did. But uh, yeah. Anyway, we're going to be talking about this stuff now, Brian. It's um, well, let's just go to it, and let's see. I got to go there, and then here. Uh, there's this thing called CRISPR, and it's um, it's genetic manipulation of genes, and this is the as, as much as I've researched and study, this is really the first time I've heard about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they're they're messing around with genes, and they like they did before the na- days in the days of Noah, mm-hmm. uh, before the flood. And folks, you got to read that. Uh, go get yourself a copy of First Enoch, and um, it's right at the beginning of the book, uh, probably about chapters 
Well, the rear stuff starts around chapter six and then it just keeps going. It talks about the giants and everything. Um, and it talks about mankind. It's, it wasn't the giants. It wasn't the angels. It was mankind that was mixing animals and they were mixing plants. And that's why when God said in Genesis, he said, um, all the earth has become a corrupt, all, all the man and all of animals. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. They, he, mankind corrupted the gene pool of everything that was there. And, um, and so it's, it's, it's interesting to watch. And, and you know, in, in days past, like, uh, I remember in 1000 AD, they thought it was the end of the world, you know, because it was a thousand years. And, mm-hmm. and this is, this has come up time and time and time again, but never have we had the technology to do such, such things as they did in the days of Noah, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and just, it's mind blowing that the people of the days of Noah actually had that technology. But, um, there's a book called the book of the giants and it's a really fragmented book. You can get it online to different places, but, uh, and it's really hard to read cause it's so fragmented, but it talks about the, it doesn't just talk about the giants or the Nephilim, it talks <clears throat> about the monsters, you know, and, and it's, and you start clicking it together because you, then you can put the dinosaurs in there. The dinosaurs are basically monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Greeks had stories about the monitor and the centaur, uh, Cyclops and all those things. Those were monsters, you know, and, um, you know, just it just starts making more and more sense. Uh, the more that you read, and the more you research. So, um, anyway, uh, research is really important. And if you don't believe it here, go research it. You know, read your scriptures, and then also go to books like Enoch and Jubilees and, and other places like that, and uh, you'll get to uh, finally see it puts all the pieces together. Basically, it's not mm-hmm. canon, not canon by any means, but. Um, it's like a history book. It's like reading Josephus or something like that, or Philo or something. So, all righty. So let's look at this CRISPR thing and see what it's about. It's pretty interesting, actually. Here we go. Oh, the ever popular six second delay on Rumble. CRISPR is the term. It's bacteria have an immune system that cuts invaders, cuts their DNA. And what we've done now, as scientists, we've now utilized that system, take it out of the bacteria, and we use it to create designer mutations, designer gene changes in animals and also in humans. So it's a bacterial immune system that corrects genes, and we use it all the time now. It's actually what's interesting about it is we've been able to mutate genes for many years, but this is dial up a gene mutation. You can choose exactly where you want to make it. And recently, Chinese researcher in our field came out and said he's engineered a couple of twin girls with CRISPR to be resistant to HIV, the AIDS virus. The field of DNA editing and medical genetics is changing much faster than we think. AI and CRISPR technology have been making revolutionary changes to the field of medicine. Artificial intelligence is being applied in identification of harmful genes and treatment of disease. Though the specific use cases and applications are numerous, the importance of AI in healthcare and its impact on the biotech industry could grow exponentially in the near future. Multiple new gene editing technologies in addition to artificial intelligence will cause major changes in healthcare. The gene editing tool, CRISPR, short for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindrate Repeats, could help us to reprogram life. It gives scientists more power and precision than they ever had to alter human DNA. This new power includes the possibility of making people smarter. Even before CRISPR was used on human embryos, the technology was used to modify simple animals. There, the goal was to demonstrate that the technology worked 
These experiments made us aware that with CRISPR, we could do a lot more than we previously thought we could. Scientists use CRISPR to change, delete, or add DNA to any organism, from a human embryo to a pig to a wheat crop. CRISPR does this by subduing a specific part of the genome and then injecting a new piece of DNA into the genome instead. So CRISPR is an acronym for basically a system that is from bacteria that they use to kill and destroy the DNA of invading organisms like a virus. But we can now use that system to cut and change our own genomes. It's basically a, a DNA cutting enzyme that doesn't cut randomly. You can give it a barcode in the form of what's called the RNA molecule that tells where that enzyme will cut in the genome. Let's say you have a terrible gene that's causing heart disease. We take this CRISPR system, we say, here's where you need to go to cut. We can tell the enzyme to go and cut it, put it into your cells, it'll go cut it and destroy that enzyme and delete it. And you can also use it to cut the genome and insert new pieces. So you can both subtract and add DNA at will now, not just randomly, but what's important is you can tell it where to go. And that's the big breakthrough. Hey, Brian, I gotta ask you a question. Wow. Um, yeah, isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. But um, did you see that one thing? It was like the bacteria with the really long legs on it, or yeah, I guess they call them. Yeah. Do you re do you remember when um, uh, that lady was said that she had looked at the um, the DNA, not the DNA, but the uh, the vaccine or the the jab under the microscope, and it actually looked like a tentacle thing? Yeah. Did you notice on that thing? I saw that, that said, video. It said look familiar. Uh, yeah. It, that's what what I got out of that. That that's what they're injecting into people. You know? Yeah, and they said it alters your DNA, so it's all starting to come together now. All these little puzzle pieces are going into the into place, and 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 it's starting to make sense of what they're doing. You know, it's right. It's crazy. It really is. It, it is, and um, I mean, anybody who watches this video, they're not talking about the vaccines, but they're talking about gene editing in this CRISPR video, right? Yeah. So right. to me. They've had this technology for a long time, and now they've got it down to a science, no pun intended. You know, they've, right. they've dialed it in. So mRNA vaccines, what, I mean, we think we know what's in them because we've done shows on it, mm -hmm. but what's really in it? You know, how does it really work? I mean, we don't absolutely know 100%, but we do know it changes your DNA. So if they can change somebody's DNA, pull something out and put something in, then what are they doing to all these millions of people that are taking these shots and kids? Got it. Yeah. You know, they're not just sterilizing people. They're changing the human race. Right. They're yeah. literally changing what God has created. Mm -hmm. And I'm obviously, I don't sit on the throne because <laughs> if I did, I'd already had intervened a long time ago, <laughs> but I got to imagine that the Lord's up there looking down and thinking, you're pushing me. You're pushing yeah. me. Yeah. Got to stop pushing me. Or I'm going to, I'm going to have to intervene and he's going to, as we know, but he right. must be, he, I, mean, I don't think he's upset, but I think uh, like in the tower of Babel, he saw what Nimrod did in Genesis chapter, it was it uh, 10, nine and 10. And he came down and confused their language because he said what man can do together with one language, language, I can't even speak. There's nothing man cannot do or accomplish. Right. So even in our fallen state as sinners, and with only 10% of our brain capacity at best for some of us, um, 
look what we've done. And so this gene CRISPR, holy smoke. I mean, you know, I mean, we've got more to talk about because there's things I want to talk about that uh, things that just sure. happened to me, but I told you some today. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be quiet. Go ahead. No, no, that's cool. It, it's just thoroughly tying a lot in with what we've yeah. been talking about. See, so that's cool. I, I took my coffee. I don't drink coffee at uh, Dog Dad. Um, I don't drink coffee usually late at night, but I figured I better tonight if I want to be uh, awake and alert and oriented. Times on four. Your, on your game. <laughs> that's EMT times four. Anybody who knows. You <laughs> what day is it? Who's the president? Trump's the president. What day is it? It's Saturday. It's Monday, Saturday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the unvaccinated? Just think what the vaccine is doing. We're not Sorry, doing. anybody's out there vaccinated. I don't mean to offend you if you've been a vaccinated. I get it. But this what this show is about is about, it's about what truth as we see it and right. according to scripture. Right, Dave? Mm -hmm. So That's right. You know, yeah. um, speaking of that, I have two relatives that both took the shot. Yeah. And neither of them are going for the booster. Good. Um, yeah, one of them said, well, one of them said that um, she just thinks that this is going to go on and on and on. Oh, it's going to, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and the other one said basically the same thing, and they don't, don't want to be part of it anymore. So, yeah. So yeah. Part of my prayers were answered. I wish my prayers were answered for them not to take it at all, but Hey, God can God can protect them. He's he's an awesome God. He can. Do I know. That, so. Yeah. Okay. So let's see what we got here in our little bag of tricks, like uh, Felix the cat had. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, you're gonna love this. This is Bill Gates talking about uh, edit, uh, editing DNA. And he's and, a, he's a scientist now. He's, I, didn't I guess he is. Yeah. He yeah. and he said that he talks like one on here actually, and um, but. He's like tipping his hat, you know, or tipping his hand, maybe showing his hand. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Because this was published November 25th, 2021 on here. Uh -huh. Some Greek channel or something. I see all the Greek up here. Yeah. Um, but uh, so basically he's he's kind of bragging about what, what he's able to do and what he's been able to do. So you'll see when we when we watch it, it's it's, uh, it's kind of sickening, actually. But OK, let's let's see what he has to say. All right, Mr. Billy Boy Gates. Walter Isaacson's new book, The Codebreaker, tells an amazing story. It's about how Jennifer Doudna and other scientists discovered a new way to edit DNA. Editing DNA with precision has been a holy grail for scientists for decades. The DNA, of course, encodes all of the biological functions. And so some of the mistakes in DNA cause disease, genetic disease. If we could go in and fix those mistakes, we could save many, many lives and get rid of these diseases. CRISPR is a very fascinating tool. You figure out a part of the DNA sequence that you want to change. Then you take the DNA that's nearby and create a guide in RNA. So that helps you locate the position. And then you link this CAS enzyme, which has the ability to do that cut and edit. And so pulling together this guiding 
RNA and this Cas enzyme, editing uh, becomes possible. Our foundation is funding work to see if we can use CRISPR to knock down mosquito populations dramatically. We're also looking at CRISPR to make better seeds. We're also looking at ways that CRISPR might help us with uh, very accurate diagnostics. And uh, we're considering how the CRISPR gene editing might lead to a way of curing HIV and things like sickle cell. Using CRISPR to help cure disease is not very controversial, but using CRISPR, you could actually change the DNA that would determine your baby's eye color or skin tone. Most scientists agree that this is something that we should not do. Walter's book does a great job talking about how it's a slippery slope and raising the question of where should we draw the line and the relative role of the scientific community and governments in helping make sure that we don't cross it. There's no question uh, CRISPR is going to save a lot of lives. It's going to raise uh, issues. And so I hope you enjoy the book. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, only, the only CRISPR I like is rice CRISPRs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Just... And the kind that keeps your lettuce uh, fresh in the refrigerator. <laughs> There's so much in what he said that is such a bunch of yeah. garbage. Like crossing the line? They've already crossed the line. I know. I mean, if you want to know what CRISPR is going to do, Dave, go back to Genesis when uh, when um, the sons of the sons of God had relations with women. You want yeah. to see what gene editing looks like? That's gene editing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's that's it in its raw form. They didn't need test tubes and machines. They just took the form of these humans to have sex with women to create giants. And, and, and as you know, not everybody was a giant, but there were all different kinds of those creatures, mm -hmm. right? Right. And so um, this... <sighs> This stuff that we're talking about, it's actually more scary than the virus because yeah. the vaccines and the virus and the, 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 the whole fake virus, because I believe what they're doing right now, Dave, is they're testing these technologies on us through the vaccines. It's not just about depopulation. We're also these people are experiments. They're guinea pigs. Uh -huh. And that's why they never did trials. Everybody's watching this. Uh, like the polio vaccine and the different vaccines over the decades, it took 10, 15, 20 years to get these things tested and tried and tried and tried and tried. And then they brought them out after they did all these trials because they didn't want to just give it to the population. Uh, but what did they do with us? Emergency use authorization for vaccine. So what's that tell you? It wasn't tried. It wasn't put through the normal um, the normal process of a vaccine to make sure it's safe. How they do it? They just gave it to people, told them they're going to die if they don't take this vaccine. Now they're collecting all the data from everybody that's dying. That's why they haven't stopped it. Mm -hmm. 56 people died during, was it uh, Obama's administration from the, um, what was it, SARS or what was it? Uh, yeah, it was, um, what was oh, it, Dave? 2008. I can't remember. It was, yeah. It was 2008, it was, um, it was a, or an epidemic that went around. So Yeah, so 56 people died from that vaccine and they took it off the market. We're up to right. 20,000. We're up to 20,000 in a year. And that's only 1% reporting. 
Yeah, so, that's right. And so why, why in the world would they keep the vaccine? Because they're testing it. Mm-hmm. They are honing it in. They don't care what it does to people. And they're testing it to, they want to, they want to get rid of the human race and create a superior human race that they can control. Uh, it sounds like a conspiracy, but it's actually happening right in front of us. And if you don't see it, you need to open your eyes because um, they're not out for our own good, for sure. You know, right. and, and I was thinking about this today. My, uh, my wife brought it up that just a while ago, back in the 80s, AIDS, HIV was huge. And Dr. Fauci was in charge of the program to create a vaccine to stop HIV and AIDS. Uh-huh. And, and see, that was in the 80s. I don't remember the exact year, but it was in the 80s. 85 is when I think AIDS. So how many years is that? 85 till now. Was it 30, 40 years? What is that? Whatever it is. 35, 36 years. 36 years. And they still have a vaccine for AIDS. They've got treatments, but they don't have a vaccine to prevent it. So you're telling me in 35 years, Dr. Fauci couldn't create a vaccine to cure AIDS, but he can create a vaccine to stop the coronavirus in six months. Right. And, well, and and the thing is, they don't want to stop the coronavirus. They don't want to stop AIDS because now we were talking earlier, there's commercials on all the time now about if you have HIV, you can take this med and it makes your blood with the HIV very, you can't even detect it with a blood test. Right. So it makes it where you still have it, but it's almost undetectable in your blood system. But the thing is, you got to take this medication all the time. Right. So they didn't cure it, but they made it so. Under- yeah. Now you just you can go out and have uh, relations with somebody you shouldn't be doing. It's not natural, right. and not worry about getting sick because it's undetectable and you're not going to die. But you have to stay. It's it's like a drug lord. They got you hooked. Yeah, that's right. But why couldn't they just deviate a little bit on that on that pill or whatever it is and make it a vaccine and cure the person. Right. Because they don't want to cure it. And I can tell you right now, booster shots going to be around for 50 years. It's never going to go away in the blue States for sure. Right. And, um, and it's really funny about the Omicron. Sorry, I'm going off off script, but the Omicron or Comic-Con, whatever you want to call it. I heard on Tucker Carlson tonight, only one person in the whole world has died from Omicron. Only one. Not one person in the United States has died, not one. But I do have statistics that 75% of the people in America that have Omicron, 75% of them are vaccinated. Yeah. They got it. But yeah. nobody died from it. Nobody's been put in the hospital, you know, in critical condition. So why the big push? Because it's back to the gene editing and the CRISPR. Yeah. We are human experiments. They're using us as human experiments. Right. And they're getting us to do it. Not us, you and me, Dave, and the audience, but others and our family and our friends and coworkers by fear. It's all fear. Omicron is supposed to be this horrible thing. But the guy that discovered it came out last week and said, I wish I never would have said anything because it's not that bad. It's actually less than the common cold. Right. And and he's regretting that he even came out and they're taking his his findings and they're blowing it up 
And if you notice on television, at least here in SoCal, they never talk about the deaths of Omicron. They never talk about hospitalizations. They just said three more cases, four more cases, five more cases, but they never go into detail. This is the biggest scam in the American, on the American public. Actually, this is the biggest scam on the world ever. That's right. And you know whose fault this is, in my opinion, for, I'm speaking for the USA, not for anybody else out there, your country where you, you're listening from, but for where I live, I blame our people. Yeah. I blame our citizens because yeah. they can went along with it. I agree. They went along with it. Uh, I have coworkers that are going to get the booster shots and they got sicker than, sicker than even whatever from the two first two shots. But they're going to get the booster. And the booster, uh, what I've read, has been engineered even more deadly than the first two. It's even more powerful and more potent. While you're at it, you had a story about the booster shot you were talking about today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I I work for a school district. I'm a carpenter. And I won't give the name of the school or the district, but I work. And it's great. They're great people. I really love where I work. But it's... um, very political, but I went into a classroom today to look at a roof leak. The roof was leaking in this classroom. So I had to go through the classroom to get to the ladder to get on the roof. So I go in there and I always check with the teacher first. And it's full of kids, uh, 25, 30, over 30 kids, teenagers. And I go in there and I know this teacher. I know her, I've been in her a few times and I'm looking for her. And all of a sudden I realize she's sitting on the floor almost in the fetal position, uh, either in a, like a, a bean bag or like a, like almost like a beach chair that sits really low in front of her desk. And she looks pale. She's got her mask on. She's got like a beanie on. I could just see her eyes, but I could see her forehead and her, her little bit. And she looks pale and white. And I go, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm just a little sick. I go, what happened? She goes, I got my Moderna yesterday, my shot yesterday. And I go, oh, she goes, you got sick? She goes, yeah, I'm I'm really sick. And she goes, but, and this is what she said. She goes, but I I guess it's better than getting COVID. (laughs) And I almost, almost, my my mouth was bleeding because I wanted to come back at her, but I felt so bad for her. I didn't say anything. And... (laughs) Yeah. She's sitting there almost in the fetal position, supposed to be teaching. And the kids are being good. They're doing their work. But she's sitting on the floor and she's sick. I mean, she's obviously sick. Oh, man. And I go, why don't you go home? Because the school districts, uh, at least in California, I, mean, I think maybe it's the nation. If you get a reaction from the COVID shots and you get sick, you get paid leave right. for a few days. And I said to her, why don't you go home? And she said, I, we can't get any um, substitutes. Uh, we can't get any substitutes. They won't give me any substitutes. They, they said they can't afford it. <laughs> they can't afford to get pay substitutes to come in. I tell you what, she walks out of that room, goes to the principal's office, and says, "I'm going home." And they got a you got a room full of fifteen uh, year old boys and girls. They're going to get somebody in there. That's right. <laughs> Even as a principal. <laughs> but I felt really bad for her. She was really sick. And so, and she's already had the other shots and now she's got, I guess it's the Moderna booster she got, I'm assuming, but I'm like, but at least she didn't get COVID. 
Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> well, she got full blown COVID. Yeah, I, I really felt bad for her too. Because, uh, but you, what do you do? It's you, you know, we tell our friends and our families about the statistics, and then they, some people have told me, "Oh, it's fake news." But when I'm hearing it right on the local television station, and I tell my whoever, and they're telling me it's fake news, I said, "No." Your local station, well, actually, local stations are fake news, but they're reporting the right. same thing I'm getting off the internet. That uh-huh. I believe is not fake because it comes from reliable sources. Right, and so it's just it's just insanity. It's just it's insanity what's going on. And I believe, and I don't know if I should. I believe, but I'm suspecting, Dave. It's been about a year since he started these vaccines. Right. And supposedly 82% of Americans have been vaccinated at least once. I don't believe that. I believe it's around 50%. That's just my opinion. Right. But I believe it's changing people. It's almost like they're getting sick. Some of the relatives are going in the hospital. Some of them are dying. But yet they're still going to get another shot. Right. I think it's messing with their DNA. I think it's messing uh-huh. with their thinking, their, their reasoning. I think it's they've been almost not brainwashed, but it's done something to them. They, some of these people I hang around, it's changed their personality a little bit. Exactly. Go ahead, Dave. I'm just, I've got a lot of caffeine in me. I've got 200 milligrams of caffeine in me. So <laughs> I was just looking, um, <laughs> looking for something that kind of verifies that. And okay, here it is. Okay, where is it here? Um, let's see. You know, this is almost. <laughs> I wonder if the Antichrist is here, and we just haven't. He hasn't been. You know, oh, he's, he's here. He's well, I know he, yeah. he's here, but I think he's a public figure, and he just hasn't been revealed yet. Yeah, you know, I think it might, it might yeah. be Bill Gates. Because <laughs> um, he's a lizard person, anyway. But um, let's see. Let's see. All right, I'm going to read something out of Second Timothy, if that's okay. No, I don't. Know. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> that, that offends me. I'm going to do it again. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there be a there come a falling away first, that the man of sin may be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that the God so that he as God sitteth in the temple, showing himself that he is God. Okay. Remember ye not when I was first with you, I told you these things. And now, you know, he that withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time for the mystery of iniquity is already at work. Only now the one who letteth will let, or that means the one who holdeth back will hold back until he is taken out of the way. And taken out of the way means just moved out of the way. It doesn't mean, you know, taken out, but anyway, Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, shall the wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, with all the deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason God shall send on them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they may be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I'm going to stop right there. Send them a strong delusion that they might believe a lie. This thing is so strong, Brian, and you know that. I'm not pre- I'm 
not not preaching to the choir, of course, uh, or I am, but, um, you know, some of the things that come out of people's mouths, you know, when you talk with them about this is, is just totally amazing. You know, it's like, like you, <laughs> the woman, well, at least I didn't get, I'm not getting COVID, you know, it's like, know. It's, it keeps everything to keep you from laughing, you know, I know. And, uh, but uh, it was funny because today uh, Barbara and I went to grab a burger and went to a burger joint and I walked in without my mask. Honestly, I forgot it. And, and I just walked in. I had it in my pocket. I even had my hand on it. And uh, what? What? Oh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. I thought she was completing the story for me or something that I didn't say. Anyway, so I walk in and she goes, I go to the, go to the restroom and she walks by me like she was coming out and she says, she said something. And I, I said, I'm sorry, what'd you say? And she said, it's still a mandate for you to wear a mask. Oh, no. And, and um, so I said, well, yeah, it might be a mandate, but it's not a law. She goes, it's still a mandate, you know? And I said, I said, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm not doing it. So I walked into the bathroom, did what I had to do, came out. And I walked up to the front and I said, you know, I said, here's a lesson in customer relations. I said, you don't talk to people that way. I said, you could have walked up and said, hey, sir, do you mind putting a mask on? I would have loved mm -hmm. to said yes. Um, or sir, you know, we, we require a mask here. Do you mind putting, you know, something <clears throat> like that. But to come up to me and try to, this little pimple faced girl teenager right. trying to give give me an example in, uh, in what's right and what's wrong, you know? And um, so anyway, I said, you know, you should have more respect for people, you know, I said, and this is your education in, in customer relations. And she goes, and I said, what did I say to her? I said, when I told her, I said, sir, you know, you could have said, sir. She goes, well, I didn't want to gender identify, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm wearing a cowboy hat, a leather jacket. I've got a beard. You know, I look like a biker. I think I was even wearing a hat similar to this. And, and you can't identify me as a male, <laughs> you know. And it's so ridiculous in these cities wow. anymore, you know? So this is the lie that these people are believing, you know? It's, oh, I just like to be able to sit with an auditorium full of them to where their, their mouth is taped and I can talk to them, give them the truth and just walk out because you'd never be able to listen to them afterwards. But um, anyway, it was truly amazing. And it's it's getting even more amazing to tell you the truth. But I, I can definitely feel for you, you know, what you went through with this lady. And... Uh, Man, it's, oh, just, man. it's sad. And um, going back to the CRISPR, it's kind of all, it's all tied together. Right. Uh, there's an article I got today. Actually, a couple days ago, I downloaded it. And it says, scientists challenge God, create new robot life form that reproduces itself. Oh. So they, they created a microscopic robot. Oh, the nanobot. Yeah. And it actually reproduces itself. Yes. And and it, it's two of them became four or five and they reproduce and they, and they move in packs and they, they can put them in your body. They can put one or two of these in your body, reproduce into hundreds or thousands to a, to a, to a, a specific part of the body that needs help. And so um, I'm, I'm going to this because, oh, it's actually Israeli news. Israeli 365 news, scientists challenge and see here. Give me just a, uh, yeah, sure enough. Uh, here it is. Uh, it says scientists who created a one-celled 
robot were shot when it began to reproduce. The scientists were thrilled with the uh, nanobots, but a closer look through the lens of the Bible gives a different perspective. In 2020, scientists from the University of Vermont claimed to have made a programmable robot called a xenobots that their creator claimed are entirely new life forms. In a university news release, the researchers explained that they had uh, re repurposed living cells scraped from frog embryos and assembled them into the entirely new life forms. These are novel living machines, said Joshua Bongard, a computer scientist and robotic expert at the University of Vermont, who co-led the news research. They're neither a traditional robot nor a species of an animal. It's a new class of artificial uh, artifact, a living programmable organism. Uh, the xenobots are named for their hosts, the African clawed frog, xenopos, I can't pronounce it. Uh, stem cells are taken from the frog embryos and incubated, after which they are cut and reshaped into specific body forms designed by a supercomputer. Oh the bodies goodness. are made up of individual cells with skin cells forming the shell of the muscle cells, forming a heart and allowing the xenobots to move. They contain lipids and protein deposits to fuel their activities. Looking like tiny blobs of flesh are less than a millimeter wide and are able to move about by walking and swimming. They can be inserted into the human body in order to deliver a payload, such as medicine that needs to be carried, uh, the death shot of Pfizer, and uh, inside, that doesn't say that. It should. <laughs> I didn't think so. Uh, place, place, the researchers claim that the xenobots have certain abilities that until now were the, the domain of living organisms. And according to research, the xenobots are self-healing. They acquire food but can survive for weeks without. They can also cooperate as a group in a large task like cleaning up radioactive waste, collecting microplastics in the ocean, or even traveling into the arteries to scrape out plaque. Wow. So if you add this up and you add the gene editing up and the CRISPR up and all this stuff, that's go everything that's out there, we're getting really, really close, in my opinion, to the Tower of Babel. Right. Because people don't, I mean, a lot of believers know the Tower of Babel, the story, but some don't, but Nimrod, and I read some research on him. I don't know if it's true, but he was a mighty man with the, with the bow. He was a warrior, and some say he was put here by God to kill the giants off. I don't know if that's true or not. But um, he was a visionary, and he was also evil. Uh, and he wanted to build a tower and a city and this plane in the Middle East, and the towers to reach up into heaven as high as you can get. We all know the story, hopefully a lot. But when God came down, let me just read it. Can I read this, Dave? Yeah, uh, sure. Descendants of Noah. Hold on a second here. Uh, wrong chapter. Oh, that's the wrong chapter. And uh, now the whole, this, it doesn't mention uh, in this chapter, the chapter before it mentions Nimrod, but he's the ruler of the earth at this time. Now the whole earth used the same language and the same words. It came about as they journeyed east, and they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they used bricks for stone, and they used for tar for mortar. They said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven, 
and let us make for ourselves a name. Otherwise, we will be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. The Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language. And this is what they began to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Mm -hmm. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language so they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad over the whole face of the earth, and they stopped building the city. My point in this, this is a beautiful, uh, what happened here, but God did, he, I believe God saved mankind. He was merciful by doing this. Right. Because it says here, and this goes along with all the stuff we're talking about with technology. Uh, they, are, they are the same language, same people, and nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. That's God telling us, Mankind working together, even with sin, there's going to be nothing impossible for man to do. Right. And ever since computers, uh, which have been around about 40 years, really, maybe a little longer. Yeah. And now with the Internet, languages aren't a big deal. They're not a barrier anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, on my iPhone, I have a language thing that it, it'll it'll interpret for me uh -huh. uh, whatever language I wanted to. So. And what, what am I saying here? I'm saying is if God came down, saw what they did and their technology and what they had and had to stop it, how close are we to God coming back and stopping what's going on now? Exactly. We're cloned, we cloned sheep 40 years ago now. I think you remember Sean, what was the sheep that got cloned? Dolly. Dolly. Yeah. What was it? Dolly. Dolly. So yeah. that was at least 30 years ago, I think. So. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't say for sure. I don't have the facts on this, but I would bet my bottom dollar that there's cloned humans walking around. Oh, I don't um, doubt it at all. Uh, and yeah. so what I'm saying, folks, and to you, Dave, is we are really close to this. And if God hadn't come down and confused our language at this time, in my opinion, we would have had the atom bomb a thousand years ago. Right. And the reason God did this because God has a bigger plan than what man has. Mm -hmm. And their time frame didn't fit God's time frame. Nimrod's time frame didn't fit God's time frame for mankind. He had to stop it because mankind would have killed themselves maybe 2,000 years ago. Right. And so he had to slow them down because Yeshua had to be born and died and raised again for us. So he had to change You'll see this all through the Bible. God comes in and, and interrupts man's history and slows him down right. on purpose. He did it with Israel in the desert. For 40 years, they wandered. If they hadn't rebelled, they would have been in 40 years earlier. He slowed everything down. So when you're talking about CRISPRs and gene editing and now the mRNA vaccines, which are gene editing, they're not vaccines. They're gene editing shots. And how long is it until the Lord comes back now? I mean, I hope it's exactly. soon because um, I have another article. I don't know if I can find it, but uh, they created a robot that looks human. It looks like the iRobot in the movie with Will Smith. It looks a lot like huh. that. Really? And it has facial expressions. It can move his arms. It's self-thinking. And you can ask it a question and it, it learns, it has a learning capacity because they used AI technology with the CRISPR to infuse it into this robot. 
I have to look it up. I'll maybe in the next show, but it was creepy looking. And so this is crazy stuff, folks. What's going on is more than what's going on in America. This is going on everywhere in every country and every city and town in the world, no matter where you are. And um, the only way to stop this and slow it down is for the people to rise up and say, no, we're not going to wear masks anymore. No, I'm not getting a shot. Um, I'm going to be on the school board and we're going to vote you out and we're going to vote this person in. Mm -hmm. That's what you got to do. The days of not going to city meetings and city and school board meetings is over. This is the time we need to get in there and do these things. Right. Until the Lord comes back. I've said this before. There's hope. Mm-hmm. there's hope for America and for the world. There's hope. That's right. Because we're still here. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's still light in the world, good in the world. And good always, I believe, always beats evil. Right. Always. And the way you beat evil is you expose the lies and you tell the truth. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. You know, I, I was talking... Um, somebody the other day and i said uh well it would be really interesting if i think it was uh yesterday at fellowship i was talking to a guy i said if people would just rise up and say uh like in that movie network i'm as mad as hell and i'm not going to take it anymore yeah i love that That you know and uh you know just say that's it you know i'm cutting it off what are they gonna do throw everybody in jail right you know um well now they could probably if this thing if this uh, vaccine had some kind of killer switch in it they could probably activate that. I don't know if that's true, but I wouldn't put it past them. Oh yeah, I would. Uh, and so, um, anyway, it's and and I just see people just going along with the program, you know, um, you know, guide me, lead me, government, guide me, government. I trust you, government. You know, oh, we love you, Mister Fauci. We love you, Mister Biden. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, it's like, it's like. Um, somebody thanking somebody at the at, at their own uh, firing squad you know right <laughs> like, i know right thank, thank you for, thank you for yeah. killing me <laughs> actually for us it would be okay because we're going to a better place yeah you know right. but um for the average person no it's not okay and uh i just i'm stupefied i really am i just i just watch people and i listen to them you know i was at the post office the other day I came out. I went in without a mask, and I came out. I always go to post office without a mask. I'm not going to wear one there. And um, so I came out, and I got in the car. And there's this old guy kind of parked. I'm I'm here, and he's parked like here, okay. And so this lady pulls up right here, and she gets out of the car. She's an older lady, and he's an older guy, okay. And so he beeps the horn twice. He looks at her, and he goes, "Like, put your mask on." And she went over there, and she and he rolled down his window, and he said something to her, and she went and just walked away from him, you know? So there yeah. are people that have common sense that are rebelling yeah. against this kind of garbage, you know? But I just, every chance I get, I'm going to buck the system. I really am. I have to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gone too far, you know? I was willing to wear a mask the first few months. I was willing to stand six feet from the person in front of me, even though I knew this was a sham. Mm-hmm. You know, I was willing to do it just to be yeah, a good yeah. citizen and to make people think, hey, they're safe and everything. But now that it's it's so blatant, it's so out there, it's so, you know, everybody, 
everybody knows that there's two sides to this coin. There's nobody out there that thinks there's just one side to it now, you know, but they will not go and investigate the other side of the coin, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, I think that's the why, you know, there, the lie is that there's somebody on earth that is very powerful and will protect you. That's the lie. Well, it's part of the lie. The real lie <clears throat> is you will become like God. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, the, it's just, it's just amazing. I can't, I can't comprehend it. Uh, not that I'm saying I want to, but I try, you know, I don't know. I'm totally frustrated about it because I thought more people had common sense and I've got this little speech made up for when somebody says something about the mask. Why aren't you wearing a mask? I'm going to say, because I'm a human being and not a lemming. Right. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go over the cliff with you. Right. You know, if you want to go over the cliff, fine, go jump over the cliff. I'm not doing it. Right. You know? And, uh, man, I'm telling you, it's getting, it's coming to a head though, Brian. I don't know if you noticed it down there. Oh yeah. Because, there, because there's people that don't believe that garbage anymore and they're speaking out. And then, you know, you have your, your, um, branch Covidians that are standing out there. Right. And they're like, they're just shaking their head at the people that are speaking out. You know? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you know like, yeah. Well, you know, you need to quit shaking your head and start opening up your ears because what the guy's saying is true. Right. You know? And well, whether that'll ever happen, I don't know. But um, for goodness sakes, you know, every story has two sides to it. Every story that has mm-hmm. ever existed or ever will exist has two sides to it. Right. Yes, yeah, right. both sides. Examine both sides before you judge. You know, um, <clears throat> you know, I've when I was growing up, I I, I considered Buddhism. OK, mm-hmm. I considered evolution. Mm-hmm. But then I realized the fall the fallacy, the fallacy mm-hmm. in those things. Mm-hmm. And but at least I studied them. And then when I heard about Yeshua, you know, I brought back all the memories of going to Sunday school when I was a kid and how much I really did know and how much I really did learn, but didn't at the same time. And, um, and then it made it easier for me to, to know, but I examined other things to see if they were right or not. You know, I weighed the evidence. I, I put both of them on a scale to see which one was right. You know, it's, I didn't, uh, you know, there are actually people that believe because I knew some Armenians, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're beautiful people. I love Armenians. You know, they fight for what they believe in. They're, they're patriots and everything else. And um, But they believe that since they were born in Armenia, and Armenia is a Christian country, that they're Christians. Okay? And Jews for Jesus always used to say, well, if you were born in a bagel shop, does that make you a bagel? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a fallacy. You know, it's. But um, just because you were born in America doesn't mean you have instant citizenship in heaven. You know, that's a fallacy. And it doesn't mean that you know everything. Because, And I'm learning that more and more. People don't know a lot. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This this last two years has proved that to me more than anything. You know? Yeah. But, um, you know, the the show, Brian, is is the beginning of sorrow. This is the beginning of sorrows. And. And um, when Yeshua was given that speech in Matthew 24, he was listing a bunch of things that were going to happen. Yeah. You know? And I, I was looking at the timeline today and the timeline was so succinct, you know, and, and followed what we believe to be, you know, the timeline of what's going to happen. <clears throat> and it was just I was reading this and I was like, yeah, you know, and, 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 and that, uh, scripture came up to me about they will believe a lie. Because, you know, there's going to be people out in the, in the wilderness saying, I'm the Messiah, you know, follow me. And then there's people that 
say, I am the Christ, but they deny him. And I think that's what that scripture means. I think it's that people that actually know that Jesus is the Messiah, but they deny him. Right. Okay. I don't think it's um, people saying they are the Christ. It could be. It could have two meanings. But um, I don't think it's them. I don't think they're saying, you know, I'm the Messiah. The first group I'm talking about, they're Mm -hmm. saying, they're saying Jesus is Lord, but then they're, they're going off on these little branches instead of the narrow way. They're taking mm-hmm. this way, and then they're taking this way, and then they're taking this route to where the narrow way is going this way, and they're way the heck up here. Yeah. You know, or down here would probably be a better analogy. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just amazing how, how that scripture, and I, I got to tell you, when I was in high school and I was getting into evolution a lot, um, my best friend, Jerry, his dad was, um, he listened to Herbert W. Armstrong. You know, the Worldwide Church of God, which was, you know, a mega cult. Right. But his name was Charlie Getz. And Charlie Getz was into Matthew 24. And he knew it like the back of his hand. He would just start spouting it out. And that just intrigued me. And I just listened to him. And then I went home and I cracked the Bible open and read Matthew 24. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty neat. This is this is interesting. It's scary. You know? And I always kept Matthew 24 in the back of my head even when I wasn't walking with the Lord yet. And then when I came to know the Lord, Matthew 24, just kind of like, bam, it popped out. And I was watching all the stuff happening on the news and everything. And, and my goodness, back then, if I were to watch the news today, I would have, you know, I would need tranquilizers to get to sleep, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which were available, but, um, yeah, which were available. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, it's just it's just crazy. It really is. I've never seen anything in my lifetime that equals the last two years. And I, I, I agree. It gets yeah. better. But I think it's only going to get worse. Yeah. I think so, too. I think next year is going to be a, a 2022 is going to be a real pivotal year. I think it's going to be worse than this year and last year. And I don't mean just because of the vaccines and the virus. I think of more uh, pushback because I think a lot of Americans are sick of this and they're going to push back. I don't mean right. guns. I just mean they're just not going to do it anymore. And they're just right. like, you're not going to shut my business down. I'm going to keep it open. I'm not going to check vaccine cards for people. Right. I'm not going to do your dirty work, right. you know? Right. And, and uh, one of the things uh, today, I had a conversation with this woman. Uh, uh, she was at a bank and I had a conversation with her. I didn't, I didn't call for this conversation. It just ended up this way. And her name is Ray. And uh, I've never met her. Just, just been on, on phone. And uh, she's a believer. She knows the Lord. She knows Yeshua. And there's so much bad stuff going on in the world. And it seems like we mentioned, like, people are very uh, narcissistic. Everybody's, everybody's in survival mode. Right. In the car. That's in the brain. Everybody's a survival mode in the car, especially in L.A. County. But right. in the stores, out in the coffee shops, in churches, everybody's like they got their little walls and perimeters up. They, you know, they'll let mm-hmm. you in so far, and that's it. Right. And I know a lot of people have been like that for a long time, but it's worse. It's like people are afraid they're, or they're full of anxiety. They're worried about their job. They're worried about their kids. Um, suicide among teenagers has gone up like 150% in the last 18 months. That's Drug right. use, alcohol use, everybody's going to the bottle or pill or something just to 
be able to deal with this. And these are believers too, not just people who don't know God, everybody. And so you hear everybody's just kind of like, it's all about me. It's almost like enough about me, Dave. What do you think about me? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the conversation. Two-faced so, narcissism. <laughs> yeah. So this lady told me the story. It was a very simple story. I told her I was gonna I was gonna talk about it tonight. She was okay, and she was at the DMV in uh, in Nevada, and she was in a long line, and it was like ten people, nine or ten people ahead of her, and uh, right. Behind, about three or four people in line behind her was a woman in her late 60s, but she was handicapped. She could barely walk. She was bent over. She was really in bad, bad shape. I mean, she could barely move without assistance. So uh, she w- uh, went up to the counter and uh, asked the guy to keep her place in line and asked the guy behind the counter, could this woman go first? Mm-hmm. Please, wow. could you let her go first? Well, I can't do that. All these people are online. And he was a young guy in his 20s. And he was, and she's this lady I'm talking to in her 50s, I'm thinking, late 50s. And she goes, no, you don't understand. She's handicapped. Well, she's just going to have to wait like the rest of them. Oh, my goodness. And and she's, in a very nice way, she kind of corrected him. She says, you know, I'm a born-again Christian, and I'm going to pray for your soul. Because this life is all you've got. There's more to it. And this woman needs help, and you would put a smile on her face and on God's uh, on God if you let her come to the front of the line. And then she walked away. Mm-hmm. And people in the line heard this. And so she went back to her place in line. And the guy comes out from behind the counter and goes up to her and says, yeah, you know, um, you can let her come up, in, up front. And so he, she went back to this woman and this guy who told her he couldn't, they both helped her up to the front desk. And they actually brought her behind the counter in the DMV office behind the counter and sat her down at a desk in a chair. Aww. And so this woman says, well, you know, she said a couple of things to this uh, woman that she helped. And she started to get up. And the woman behind the desk goes, where are you going, ma'am? She goes, well, I got to get back in line. She goes, no, you're not getting back in line. We're going to take care of you too right now. Huh. And wow. she probably had about 45 minute hour wait still in line. She goes, wow. no, she goes, I heard what you did. She goes, you're not going anywhere. We're going to take care of you right now. Wow. And, and this woman did it just to help this woman. She did not know that she was going to be helping herself too. Right. And my point right. is with all the craziness and all that frustration and anger and depression, and this goes for me too doing one nice thing for another person outside yourself gets you out of your own head. That's right. And it's, it's healing. It's, it's like for a brief moment, you're not worried about your job, your kids, your husband, your wife, whatever it is, you help somebody else out. It does something to you. It heals you. And Jesus said, it's better to give than to receive. Right. And I really, he goes, you give a cup of water in my name. You do it with the right motives and intention Great is your reward in heaven for a cup of water. Right. So this woman, it was a great lesson to me because you get so caught up in your daytime, what you're doing, you know, you go to work or you go going to go shopping or you're doing with this or that or the other thing, you know, um, and, you you know, bills and family and this, that. It's, it's stressful life sometimes, right? Sure. But 
this woman came out of herself and helped this woman and God blessed her too. So it was a great example and encouragement to me that if we want to make this, and it sounds maybe kind of corny, but if you want to make the world a better place, ask God who you can help tomorrow when you get up. That's cool. Ask just one thing. Make, maybe you're in at Starbucks and, or I call it six bucks because everything is $6 now, it seems like. <laughs> so when you go to six bucks, pay for the person's drink behind you. Right. You know, I used to work um, over the bridge in um, San Rafael and I used to go to the toll booth and sometimes I'd pay the car behind me. Uh-huh. And I remember going one time that some guy in front of us, I don't know who it was, paid for like 10 or 15 cars. Wow. They were just bringing us through one after another, after another. I mean, it was a lot of cars. Uh-huh. So um, it's stuff like that. E- even if it's a cup of coffee and you buy somebody a cup of coffee, believe it or not, there's people out there that barely have enough money to buy a cup of coffee. That's right. But they're driving a nice car. But So you think they have money, but they really have debt. Yeah, and so, all the money's going to the car payment. <laughs> yeah. So you think because somebody's driving a Mercedes or a, or whatever it is and they got a lot of money. No, they may not have a lot of money. They're barely making their bills. And and you buy them a coffee, you know, or buy their groceries or or whatever it is. Help um help somebody out to their car, open the door for somebody. Uh-huh. And and this is just another plug. I don't know why I'm doing this. Must be it's the caffeine. It's, that's my disclaimer. Um, it's the 200 milligrams of caffeine. Okay. Right. Okay. For guys. And I, I see this a lot. No, I shouldn't say a lot. I do see it more that a man and a woman will come up to a door to a business at the same time. And the man just goes in the, and goes right in. Right. I'm sorry guys, but get the door for the woman. Mm-hmm. Open the door. Say, you go ahead. If she right. says no, then that's great. But at least that kind of stuff. That's used to be in our culture all the time. Yeah. And it's not saying that the woman's weaker or less. You're honoring her by doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think women would eat it up because the media doesn't honor women anymore. Actually, it doesn't honor anybody anymore. Yeah, it's true. So, you know, with all the garbage out there. So, well, unless you're a, a, um, a Antifa member or a Black Lives Matter yeah. member, then, you know, yeah. Then, yeah, then, then when everybody's in, they love you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The men and women pillage together. So, yeah. but get the door for the woman. You know, mm-hmm. just whatever it is, and just let God direct your day. And and it doesn't mean if you. For, it's just I see more and more where where not every man, but a lot of men, not all of them. And that's, I'm not saying they're bad. Don't get me wrong, because everybody's kind of zoned out. Everybody's stressed out. But just be aware of your surroundings and what's going on around you. That's all I'm saying. Right. And, and God will honor that, mm-hmm. you know? And anyway. No, that's very good. Probably going to get a lot of emails on this one, Dave. Sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Sorry, I've folks. Got, I've got to make, make them feel better thing, just in case. Um, uh, and this ought to make everybody feel really good. Um, okay. And this is on that uh, casting out deceptions is one of the telegram things. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. And it says Brazil health ministry website hit by hackers vaccination data targeted Brazil health ministry said its website was hit on Friday by a hacker that took several systems down, including one of the information about the national immunization program 
and the other used to issue digital vaccination certificates. Oh, really? <laughs> so they wiped out all the records of people that got vaccines. Cool. I know. I know. I love hackers. Oh, man. Certain hackers, anyway. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so that's a good thing. <laughs> but uh, let's, um, I wanted to read that scripture and, uh, and I wanted to bounce off of it too, because there's a connecting scripture to it. Okay. Okay. Um, and I mentioned Matthew 24, how, how Charlie gets used to talk about it all the time. Um, well, one day the disciples are kind of interested, you know, when, when tell us when you're going to come back, when will these things be and what shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world. Okay. And I'm going to substitute Yeshua for Jesus. And Yeshua answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, that's what I was talking about earlier. They're coming in his name because they're pastors and stuff, um, or ordained anyway, and right. saying that he's, he's the Christ, but they're there to deceive people. Okay. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. That was the last show I did. Uh, See, not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Oh, boy. Um, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there should be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. It gets worse. Uh, then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you should be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended. Oh, well, if I hear that word more time, I'm offended. Um, and many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Boy, isn't that the truth? Yeah. Um, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Because, and because iniquity shall abound, and that iniquity is total lawlessness, the love of many shall wax cold. You were talking about that earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, people seem to be zoned out. They, mm -hmm. you know, they don't care anymore. They don't open doors for women and stuff like that. They just, mm -hmm. uh, they're, you know, hooray for me. <laughs> um, but he that shall endure till the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all the world for witness unto all the nations, and then shall the end come. Now it's not the very end, it's the end, the end of the uh, the end of the age. Um, when he therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever readeth, let him understand. Then let them which in Judea flee into the mountains, and let them which is in the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him that is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto those that are with child and those that are giving suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight may not be in the winter, and neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor uh, no, nor shall ever be. And except those days be shortened, there shall should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Uh, <clears throat> then if you see a man, and he talks about going out in the desert. If he says he's the Christ, don't go. Um, and he says, behold, I have told you before. Um, let's see. Uh, it, it goes on and on. Um, immediately after, after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened and the moon not, not give its light. Um, and a star shall fall from the heavens, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels uh, with all the, with the great sound of the trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds. 
and one in, uh, from one end of the heaven to the other. Okay. And there, and there he says, and uh, those that are left, those who remain till the end will be saved. But did you see where it said, um, or did you hear where it said? I'm, I saw it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have shared the screen. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, it's okay. Yeah, but he says, unless the, the time is shortened, no flesh would survive. And I'm like, okay, well, one day, and I know I've said this a bunch of times on this show, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, one day I was reading, and it was it's in Revelation chapter 10, okay? And uh, it's, it starts at verse 5. It says, And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted his hand towards heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and all the things therein that are therein are, and all the things and and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things that therein are, that there should be time no longer. And I'm like, there should be time no longer. What does that mean? Does that mean that uh, this is the end and it's going to come? Well, if you look at the the, the Greek in that. It actually means that time is going to, it says something that existed doesn't exist anymore and it's been replaced by something else. So time is going to be taken away for a brief period anyway. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's how he's going to, he's going to come back uh, sooner than people thought. Well, you could take that to mean that, you know, uh, that time's going to be shortened or if you could take it to mean that there's not going to be time anymore then, you know, you're not going to be able to think about it in the terms of time. And that when he comes, anyway, it's, it's really hard to, to try to comprehend. But um, uh, when I was uh, doing the show with Jim and stuff, we, we had come to the conclusion that perhaps um, a time machine has been created, um, maybe several by different countries and whatever. We know that probably in Nazi Germany, they did this, um, the Nazi bell. But anyway, um, let me come back. So here we go. Um, so if man can will be able to tweak time he might try to to tweak it to where he he could change it to where the the second coming never comes you know that's ridiculous to think of because we're mm -hmm. dealing with with man and you know god i can't i'd never be able to reach my hand that high but um if that's the case then you know god is yahweh is, is really impressive because he says okay well if you think you can do that i'm going to trump you and i'm just going to take away time altogether you know, so if you're stuck in some vortex between two times, you're just not going to be around anymore. Um, you're going to disappear probably into the lake of fire, but, um, uh, or you, you know, come back to be judged or whatever. But anyway, uh, so there is hope. Okay. God, Yahweh always provides a way out. Um, no matter what you get into, he provides a way out. And, um, and we need to realize that we need to realize that no matter what happens, um, you know, if you're, you're financially strapped and, you know, you see there's no hope. There is hope. You just got to wait for it. Um, if you're, you know, if you lost a loved one or if your girlfriend ran out or your wife ran off on whatever, um, there's hope. Okay. Uh, a lot of people, you, you mentioned, I think earlier about suicides are up, you mm -hmm. know, and suicides happen by, to people that have no hope. Um, they've given up because they've either been dealt to bad cards in life or, or, um, or they see something as so stressful and so phenomenally bad that there's no getting out of it whatsoever. And that's a fallacy. That's a, that's a lie that the devil or Satan wants mm -hmm. you to believe. 
because if you know Yahweh, if you know Yeshua, he's always, um, what's that scripture, Brian? It says um, something about, no matter how bad it seems that you should, um, that God provides a way of escape. I can't remember what that is. Um, oh, it's First Corinthians. Uh, it's in First Corinthians. God will never allow you to be tempted beyond. He'll never allow you to be tempted without a way to get out. Paraphrase. Right. That's First right. Corinthians somewhere. Um, I keep thinking fifteen, but I might be wrong. I can look it up. Well, you're the Bible answer man. So. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's First Corinthians. Yeah. Or so, it, it could be. It could be in Second Brian chapter two. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the books that didn't make it into the Bible. Yeah, it didn't make it. Yeah, it made it in the Mad Magazine, but it didn't make it. Into <laughs> yeah, right. What me worry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. So, you know, no matter how bleak it seems, you know, there's, it's just a matter of waiting. Yeah. Um, even you know, even with a um, an illness that that leads to death, you know. Right. Uh, a lot of people take themselves out. Um, we watch this show on TV where these guys go and they rescue, uh, not rescue, they recover people that have driven into lakes and rivers and stuff. Adventures with a purpose, it's called. Right. And so they go and rescue these people. A lot of times, well, the last one that we watched, the person actually, you know, he was he lost his wife the year before. He, I think he had a terminal illness, and he was just tired. He didn't want to do it anymore, and he killed himself. You know. And you just think about that. It's like, you know, yeah, you were alone. But how many people, if you would have waited another week or so, you might have ran into somebody that you would have hit it off with and had a wonderful relationship with until you died. Right. You know, uh, it's just, there's just so many things that we just, we always, always tend to, um, we always tend to, um, look at things in now and now we got somebody, uh, Jim and Sue. Uh, which is interesting. That's my dad and my sister's name um, who wrote. And he says, how is this science and tech? Well, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, I didn't assign a category to it. And Twitter did that. So write to Twitter and ask them how my show or our show is not science or how it's science and tech. Okay. How, what's uh, they say? How science is what? How is this science and tech? Those categories, you know, I guess, I guess when I, I uploaded it, you know, as a, a future show, it, Twitter assigned it science and tech and oh gotcha gotcha so that's nothing I had to do with it so right to Twitter yeah so huh. anyway um, yeah it happens from time to time you know it's, but um, anyway uh, what was I going to say yeah there's always hope um, and you know especially if you know Yahweh he he's not going to tempt like you said tempt you beyond what you're able to bear but well give you an avenue of escape. Yeah. And I think we've all been there from time to time. I know I have, and I know you yeah. have, you know, and um, I don't know. Sometimes escape is good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I so. think, it, I think that verse goes, no temptation is, Oh, how's it go? I just had it. Darn it. No temptation is, will overtake you. That is common to man. Right. Darn it. I used to know this. I had it memorized one time. Uh, no temptation will overtake you that is common to man, but God will provide a way of escape. Right. So there's always a way out. Uh-huh. There's always, and it's, right. I can't remember if it's first Corinthians or second now, but I thought it was first. But anyway, 
Yeah. Um, it's it's kind, been a while. Kind, of like, kind of like our earthly fathers, you know, I'm not going to say every father was this way, but uh-huh. uh, my dad, you know, if he saw that I was struggling with something, he tried to figure out a way to fix it. Right. You know, and uh, I'd say like 98% of the time he was successful. Right. You know, and, um, and, you know, if my dad did it, he was a sinner and uh, saved by grace, of course. And, right. uh, you know, and, and, a, and a person that is was born inherently evil, you know, um, you know, how much more than a, will a righteous God, a righteous mm-hmm. father, um, bail us out in times of trouble? Right. You know, I've been, right. I had one time, Brian, I had it where I was, I was out of work. He'd been out of work for a long time didn't have any money, not even money to eat. And, um, I, uh, I prayed and didn't know what was going to happen. So I went to the bank. Uh, it was a little bank in Vacaville. And, um, and I looked at the account I said, it said I had 300 bucks in there. And I said, no, that's impossible. I said, that's not my money. I don't have that in there. And I kept getting argued with, but the lady, the lady said, sir, if the computer says you have $300 in there, there's $300. And I said, no, you don't understand. So finally, after about 15 minutes of this, I, I said, are you sure? She said, yeah. And I said, okay, I want to close my account. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I took the money out and closed the account and went to another bank and opened up an account. Because if they re- realized they made a mistake later on, I could be in a lot of trouble. But this, even right. this woman swore that I had that money in there. Right. You know, but that could have been, a uh, you know, just a gift from the Lord, of course, you know. Yeah. Um, and another time I paid. $200 on a credit card bill and they, they marked it as 2000 that I paid. Wow. Um, and it was always during a time of financial stress that the Lord, that, you know, saved me basically <laughs> during those yeah. times. So if he can do that and those little things, he could, he could really save somebody that or bail somebody out that, that's in financial distress to where they want to take their own lives for goodness sakes, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway. I don't know how we got on that subject. No, it's good. It's really good. I love hearing stories like that. I love hearing, you know, I just, yeah. I'm just thinking about, I know we're going back and forth here, but um, I was thinking today, I think it was today or yesterday about society and what we've been talking about with COVID and how the different, how people have changed in the last two years and everybody's in their own little world. Right. But I think part of it, I, actually a big part of it is we've been, we've kind of done this to ourselves because how, how do I, I, I had the words earlier today. I was thinking about this, the big picture of where we're at as a society today, especially in America and how come so many American brothers and sisters of ours would allow the government to shut their states down without pushing back. Right. And I thought it started probably right after World War II. Mm-hmm. And what happened after World War II was um, economic boom that the United States had never seen. The baby boomers were being born. And that's when um, housing tracks, you know, housing tracks, that's, right. when they, that's when they first popped up in America was after World War II. That's right. Because so many people came back from the war and had children in large families that there was this need for housing. And so they started building these track homes, especially in Southern California was the leader in this. 
uh, of thousands of homes. You, you go to one lot, it's dirt, then the next lot's foundation, and the next one's the framing, the next one's this, and there's hundreds and hundreds of them That's being right. built at the same time. Mm-hmm. And and I know that because in my early career in Hercules, California, I worked on a couple of tracks framing for a very short time. And uh, I mean short time because I hated it. It was, it was ugh. so, but what I, I just saw this picture and I thought about this. How did we get to this point? How did America get here to where we're allowing some little guy with a, a college degree who's been in the government for 50 years destroy our country? Exactly. And others around them. And we're believing him. And what happened to the era? Trust nobody over 30. Yeah, exactly. Don't trust the government and don't trust anybody over 30. Mm-hmm. And I would say don't trust anybody over 75 because Biden's 79 and Fauci's 81, I think, or something like that. Right. Um, and, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful to any elderly people. Um, my point is what happened? And it started after World War II, uh, the housing boom. And then what came with that television really started getting it got color television came out and um, TVs went from little teeny sets to these huge TVs and consoles that look like furniture. Remember those? Yeah. Um, our cars went from, you know, they started putting big block Chevy engines in cars that had 400 horsepower and the days of the Model T and, and the cars of the 40s were gone. Right. And so technology, if you, you could actually just go back and do a history check after World War II, technology started booming. I mean, it started increasing mm-hmm. exponentially over just a few years. And then it went from um, the housing in the 60s to building these house and tracks and into the 70s. And then it went into the cars and then it went into the VCRs, the VHSs, the, the eight track tapes and the, remember the eight track tapes and the cassettes. Oh, yeah. That was high tech back in the 70s. When they, yeah, they were nice, actually. Like when, the, when the cassette came out, it took the place of the A-track, and everybody loved it because the cassette was just this big, and an A-track was this big. Right. And so the player you put in your car was a lot smaller and took up less room. You could have more of these in your car, these cassettes. And I'm making a point here. A lot of people remember this who lived during that time. But if you chronologically go through the decades as technology and toys increased – Man, as mankind and families, isolated themselves more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Drugs went up, um, alcohol abuse, pill abuse, all types of things increased along with the blessings of technology. It increased with it. Right. And so we get to this point where then the computer came. That was our downfall. When the yep. computer was invented, let me put it back. When the computer was reinvented, so we could buy it as a public because it had been around in the fifties, even in the Mm forties. So, but when it was reinvented so we can buy it and put it in our own office at home and in the internet, that was the downfall of, I'm going to just talk about America. That was the downfall of America because now you have a drug called the internet. And then the games came along. I remember in Pac-Man, and Pong came along and the yeah. arcades. It wasn't even on computer yet, but the arcades had these games. And I remember our elders from our church in Oregon, one of them, Barbara will remember this. He loved uh, Space Invaders and some of these games. And he would go down to the place at Fifth Street Market because there was a place down there to play them in Eugene. 
And he would go down there on Sunday afternoon and play these. And there's nothing wrong with that. My point is, it was like a drug. And yeah. so, and then they, now they, you have these Xboxes and these, uh, all these games. They're, they alter your brain. Mm-hmm. And they That's alter right. your behavior. And it's true. I remember, you know, people would commit violent acts when these games first came out. And they tried to blame it on the games and people would laugh at them. No. And it's the individuals who's doing the violence, their fault. Right. But it influences a behavior. It changes your brain pattern, how you think. These mm-hmm. people that are playing these games constantly, and I have a son that plays them a lot. And a yeah. lot of you out there have children play them a lot. It changes them. It makes them aggressive. And, and not just the kids, but uh, the adults. I mean, I'm making a point here and I have to build this because I believe that this is where, why we're at, where we're at. It's our fault because we didn't see it coming and we should have. Corporations who invented this stuff knew what it was going to do. The guy, uh, Steve Jobs, right? And one of the inventors of the iPhone, Apple. Yeah. Apple. He, before he died, said he wished he had never done it. Right. Because he saw what it did to his own son. He had to control his own son on electronics. Right. And he saw what it was doing to America and he regretted what it, what he had invented. Mm-hmm. And you can look it up. And all this technology, it does something to the brain. Looking at a screen all day long does something to the brain. Yep. That's why I believe I'm looking at my Bible on my tablet next to me, but I also have a written Bible. When I read the written Bible and I read my tablet Bible, there's something different. Right. I don't know what it is, but when I read it off a page, it comes, it's more alive to me than I read it off a screen. It's the best way I can put it. Yeah. It's more alive off a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, just to remind everybody, and a lot of people probably know this, the devil or Satan or Lucifer or the prince of light, whatever you want to call him, is the prince and the power of the air. And when it talks about that scripture, it's not talking oxygen. It's talking about the space between here and and heaven. It's talking about he's the prince and power of that space. He can do whatever he wants because God allowed him to do that. Right. And that means air. What does it mean? What goes through the air? Electronics. uh, Radio waves. Radio waves, antenna, I mean, microwaves, all this stuff. And you're thinking, okay, Brian, you're, you're grasping at straws. You've, you've got the tinfoil hat on. No, this is true. Look it up. Go look in the Greek, what it means. And so he's taking all these devices, including the one I'm talking to Dave on, and the ones I have, two, I have three devices in front of me. Mm-hmm. And we are being brainwashed, manipulated, and changed. We're talking about vaccines changing this. Let me tell you what's been changing this longer all electronics that we see that's right all this stuff it messes with your brain pattern it messes with your moods it messes with everything that's why i remember before the pandemic day they would tell uh parents not to let their children have more than two hours a day on electronics right then the pandemic hits and you're on 12 to 16 hours and now they can't figure out why there's so much depression and suicide with the teenagers right I mean, ah, so all this stuff for the last 50 to 60 years, electronics and the toys and the cars, the houses, Mm -hmm. 
has all been from use by demonic forces and propagated by mankind to take us away from God, right. to distract us from God. And how would I know that? Because Elijah was in a cave. He had just fled a queen that killed all the prophets. And he just killed all the prophets. Yeah. And he was afraid for his life. And there was a great wind. God wasn't in the wind. There was a great earthquake. God wasn't in an earthquake. There was a great fire. God wasn't in the fire. You can look this up in the scriptures. But there was a gentle breeze or a still small voice. Right. And I, I remember in the past being at a church in Oregon and ministering up there. I want to hear God's voice. And we all do. This goes for me, too, by the way. But when your head and your soul is filled with all this stuff, yeah. you feel like you can't take five minutes to even pray because you're rushing out the door. Right. Or you got to check your Facebook. Or you got to check your email. Or you got to... You got a Texas person back that just texted you last night. You, and I'm, I'm as guilty as the next person. Mm-hmm. All this electronics, all this stuff has been, it's good for us, but it's been very detrimental, especially to believers. It's taken us away from our first love, which is the Lord. Right. And that goes for me too. It's mm-hmm. been a big distraction, huge distraction. Now there's very things that we're supposed to be blessed with are used against us during the pandemic to a socially excuse me, to we're going to, our kids were taught for a year, year and a half on these Chromebooks and on these tablets, virtual learning. They're coming out now saying that the worst thing that we've done through this pandemic was been the virtual learning for our kids. It's oh, actually yeah. dumbed them down. It has socially dumbed them down and um, it's dumbed them down in, in their schoolwork and their, in their grades. Yeah. Uh, they weren't supposed to be on these for more than two hours, but yeah, it's okay to be on during the pandemic because, you know, alone together, you know? And so all this stuff and all this technology, it, it, I, in a way it'd been better. We never had the computer. I agree. I, yeah, it's great. I'm able to talk to Dave. He says a thousand miles from me up North. We're about a thousand miles apart as the crow flies. And I have, I'm in real time with him. And that's really cool. Right. But look has been the cost. Look at our kids. Look at drug use. Look at suicide. Because now we can be at our home and tell, Dave, you mentioned this earlier, I, I think, or maybe it was somebody else. We can tell people what we think on social media, but we don't suffer the consequences because we're not in there. We're not there physically with them. Right. So we can say whatever we want about somebody and defame them all over the internet. And then we just click off the button and go to bed. Uh-huh. And that's where we've come as a society. So all this technology, all the things we buy, all the money we make, all these American dream has been used to dumb us down by the elites to make us more compliant. Oh, I'm going to take, I don't know how many times I've heard this in the last three or four weeks. I got the shot because I wanted to travel. Yeah, I got right. the shot because I, I wanted to go buy a motorcycle and it's in Colorado and I can't go to Colorado unless I get on the plane and I have to have a shot to get on the plane, you know, um, or I, I had to get the shot because I wanted to uh, go into this restaurant. I want to go out and hang out with my friends and I have to show a vaccine card. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> and and how do they spread all this stuff through our our social medias, through our televisions, through all this electronics? Mm-hmm. The prince and the power of the air is alive and well in SoCal, California. Yeah. Through the airwaves and through computers and through all this stuff. Um, I mean, I, I guess I could speak this, but in the old days, and I mean old days, it wasn't that long ago, you could go buy uh, an illicit magazine off a shelf, like a Playboy. And now what you can get on your phone is ridiculous. Right. I don't want to go into detail. Everybody knows what I'm thinking or I'm t- talking about. And what's sad is teenagers now, and not even teenagers, I know for a fact that kids in middle school, I mean, fourth grade, third grade, are doing this stuff on their right. phone. Because I have a son that's in school, and he went through third and fourth grade, and he, he told me this. Mm-hmm. So this is, what the, this is what technology has done. And no wonder... The suicide rate's up, and no wonder this stuff. And I tell you right now, I'm going to end with this, Dave. The only cure for us through all the stuff that we're going is first and foremost, you have to ask Yeshua in your heart. That's right. You have to admit that you're a sinner, and most of us know we are. Admit that you need a Savior, and admit to God that Jesus is that Savior, and that he died and is buried and rose on the third day. And I know a lot of people have heard this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's how you get fixed. That's how you get past all this is by doing that. That's right. That's right. Clear cut. Plain and simple. Yeah. And it is simple, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Very good. Very good advice. And the truth, like you said. Yeah. And that's funny because um, I don't know if you saw it, but in the description, we probably didn't see it, but in the description of the show, I uh, I put on there, you know, that um, the world is, you know, really going downhill and that there's really only one way for it to turn it around. Right. And when you said that, it was almost the exact same words I wrote in there. Oh. And I know you didn't see it. I didn't. <laughs> so, I didn't yeah. see it. Yeah, that was pretty neat, actually. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're, we're like symbiotic twins, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to give you some of this stuff. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's all in the genes, I guess. But yeah. Um, um, yeah. So uh, oh, I was going to go somewhere, and I forgot where it was. Um. Oh, man, I hate when this happens. Well, I don't know. It was the thought that left me. I guess it wasn't entertained, and it got lonely, and it left somewhere. Uh, you know, last night, Brian, um, I did a show, and I talked about um, all the stuff that's going on around the world. You know, the uh, the uh, started out with civil disobedience, um and the mandates and stuff like that and how somebody that we both know was involved in a um uh a debate and um and that they did really very well uh, but because of the atmosphere 
I think it's partly because of the atmosphere that mm-hmm. and the place where it was given. Um, it was his way of presenting things were seen as detrimental. Um, whereas if he'd been anywhere else in a debate club, it probably, you know, if he were in a blue state in a debate club, he probably would have got accolades and pats on the back and everything else. Um, so, and, and yesterday it's kind of devol- evolved into um, different things that are going on around the world. Um, you know, China started uh, trying to get a new base in a little country in uh, West Africa, mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that. And um, <clears throat> there's been a lot of confirmation that um, now they're saying this happened in the past and it, it's no longer happening. I disagree with that, but that about the Chinese being up in um, Canada. And that the I guess there's a base up there that's called Prince Rupert Super Base or something like that. Okay. And that's where they came in, and they were on a little island there. But there's been a lot of confirmation that Trudeau did let them in there, and um, and they trained with the uh, Canadian Army and Air Force and everything else, I guess. But um, and that's that was one of the things I brought forth to, for people to consider, you know, regarding. The time in history that we are at in our country, um, if you go back and read about the, the fall of the Roman Empire, uh, it's real interesting because the Roman Empire was strong and it kind of fell apart from the inside, which is what's happening here. And um, making alliances with your enemies. Okay. Making alliances with your enemies so that, um, you know, your enemies kind of start getting a foothold and they finally take over. Mm-hmm. And boy, there there are so many parallels that are going on between, you know, the modern United States, uh, I should say the contemporary United States, the last 50, 40, 50 years, and uh, what happened in the Roman Empire. It's uncanny. It really is. It's like, it's like the deep state and the elites have read the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, and they're, mm-hmm. they're rescripting it for our modern times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very, very strange the way it's happening. And um, yeah. Uh, and if it does go that way, it's uh, it ain't gonna be pretty. It's uh, no. it's uh, you know you're gonna start seeing more assassinations at the high government levels, mm-hmm. uh, the army killing off people that they don't like, you know stuff like that. And um, although at this time it probably wouldn't be a bad idea, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and that's my opinion anyway. But um, yeah, anyway, uh, it's it was just interesting to read and. And to look at the parallels and and my thing of trying to say here is that we need to study history because if you study history and it always repeats itself mm-hmm. um yeah it, it happened in rome and in uh italy back you know and or actually the whole area back there you know a thousand years ago and up to 2000 well yeah what uh 2300 20 2100 years ago i guess so I think they came in, Romans came in about 163, or was it 53 BC? Anyway, it doesn't matter. So they were there for about a thousand years uh, in power. And uh, I don't think we're going to quite make it that far. But um, studying history helps you to understand the mistakes that you're making um, and that the nation's making. And when you, you look at yourself and you look at what people have done in history, you know, you'll, you'll start to see parallels between what you're doing or what the country's doing and what individuals or other countries have done. And uh, what was it? Santanyana said, uh, 
somebody, uh, yeah, he said that those who fail to study history are doomed to repeat it. And Ecclesiastes 1 says the same thing. Um, I trust Ecclesiastes 1, of course, more than Santanyana. But um, it, it, it would just be very um, beneficial for, uh, for people to study and to see. And if people studied history, they'd see all the stuff that's going on. You know, they'd see the how the shot mandate is really a, a, a takeover of the country, a killing off of the people and stuff like that. Uh, study the, the killing fields in Cambodia. Study Nazi Germany. My goodness, so many parallels with Nazi Germany. And um, it's just, and I, I think that if people truly study, and you talk to people, oh, history, I hate history. I never liked history. You know, well, then you're doomed to repeat it. <laughs> uh so um anyway um we've got an hour and 45 minutes do you, you want to go farther or i can't hear you <laughs> there i'm back okay <laughs> yeah, sorry i muted it because i had some background noise so yeah i kind of figured uh, um it's up to you i mean do you have more to talk about we have more to are you... I'm kind of tapped out to tell you the truth. Okay. I don't know if you have anything else. Yeah. But, uh... It's been a good night. We've covered a lot. So. Oh, you're not kidding. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just hope the audience and, and the people out there, the, and I think that most of them are like this, that they're researching too, obviously, because that's why they're on our program. And they're finding out this stuff too. And they're telling their friends and their family. Mm-hmm. Um. I think a time is coming and it's just around the corner where the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, and it's actually happening right now, are it's splitting families up. And so you heard about Fauci even said today, or is it yesterday, that if you're having somebody over for the holidays, you should check their vaccination status. <laughs> he said that, I think it was yesterday, they interviewed him on a secular television show and he said, yeah, I mean, if we're having people over, I mean, it's the right thing to do, you know, and you don't want to expose your family and you need to, even though they're your family and you love them, you, you need to, you know, see, you know, check to make sure that they're safe to be around. So I, I say this because this is division and the Democrats, they're, one of their tools is division. Right. They, they use the race card to divide us. They use politics. They use abortion to divide us. They don't care about aborted babies or unboarded babies. The Democrats care about power and right. money. They don't care about a woman's uh, reproductive organs. They don't care. They don't care about the middle class. They don't care about the lower middle class, the low class. They don't care. It's all about taking over the country, having power and doing what, and, and doing what they want to do. So that's what's coming, in my opinion, if, uh, is you're going to hear more and more on the news, I think, of families and friends being divided by the vaccination and not vaccinated. Right. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if you heard that people get violent over it inside their families about it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. I believe it. You know, so, I know a fa- I know families mm-hmm. that have um, mm-hmm. basically estranged themselves from other people. Yeah. Because those people will take the vaccine and mm-hmm. they see those people as... Um, enemies of the state they see him as you know um, not reasonable as somebody who's willing to take chances with their health and infect other people right. things like that and it's none of those things 
Yes. You know, but they won't talk to their families. They basically disowned them. Yeah. And man, it's it's really incredible. It's it's sad. What, it's sad to watch. What a pressure to put on your family members, you know? Yeah, and, look, and these people are doing this under the name of uh, health safety, what's good for us. Right. You know, um, since when does the government tell us what's good for us? Right. That's not even the role of the government. The role of the government is to protect our sovereignty and our laws so we can live as a free people. Uh-huh. They're not They're not to change those laws and take our freedoms away and divide us, but that's what they're doing. Right. So, and it's all because they want to win elections and take over and bring in the new world order yeah. and reset, reset everything. Uh-huh. So. Sad state of affairs, really is. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, God's in control of all this. He sees what's going on, and yeah. he's going to have the final say-so. Yeah. You know? Thank God. Yeah, I think that's right. Thankful yeah. to him for that. Yeah. You know, so they can, they can spew and whatever what else they want to do. Yeah, um, it doesn't really matter. It's just uh, just a matter of time before things yeah. are rectified and yeah, and uh, that evil's put away and that righteousness is brought in. So, yeah, yeah. And King of Glory will come in, the Lord strong and mighty. That's right. So, amen to that. Yeah. All right, Brian. I think we'll just uh, go ahead and end it. I'm kind of tired. I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm tired. Been a long day. Until the caffeine's worn off. Yeah, it's worn <laughs> off. <sighs> you got you don't have a sparkle in your eye yet. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> like this, you know. And then I was like, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Two hundred milligrams just don't do it anymore for me. I got to increase no. it. Yeah, four or five shots now. When I yeah, so. Dutch Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, folks, thank you, Brian. Thank you. You're welcome. It's been a great Enjoy show. It. Yeah. Thanks, folks, for listening or watching, as the case may be. And uh, we'll be back next Monday. Uh, same bat chime, same bat channel. <laughs> and I uh, haven't heard that in about 40 or 50 yeah. years. Um, so, folks, be blessed. Um, and, uh, Brian, you too. Okay? Thanks. And uh, we can talk again tomorrow if you find some time to do that. And Yeah. Uh, I enjoy the fellowship. I really do. Yeah, me so. too. Cool, cool. All right. Okay, folks, I'm going to end this session, and then we can uh, all go our merry way. Okay. Good night. Good night. Good night, folks. Bye.